Hey, do you know what it takes to win at work? Are you facing Zoom fatigue and you're extremely burnt out after not another video chat? And can you take a vacation and your business or your job not fall apart? We'll talk about all that and more on this episode of the Business Life and Coffee Show. I'll see you inside. Hey, what's up? Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show with your boy, Joey Price. Hey, I am excited to be with you another week. So much has happened uh, just from the course of this summer and the course of this year. I went on vacation and I actually took a real vacation. Maybe I'll talk more about that in this episode, but yeah, how are you doing? How is your life in the midst of COVID? We're all still, you know, getting through this pandemic. And now we have an election season. Now we have kids going back to school. Now we have work ramping back up. And so I am wondering what's your life been like and how are you doing? So if you want to share, maybe I'll have you on the show, but send me a tweet or a DM at Joey V Price HR on Twitter, as well as Joey V Price HR on Instagram. And you can also find me on LinkedIn as well. So this episode, it's going to be back to our regular format where it's myself talking through some various segments and sharing some helpful information with you. And I have a brand new area that I want to share with you, a brand new piece of information in Mama, I Made It. All right, on this edition of Mama, I Made It, which is all about leaders who make a difference, whether that's in the corporate world or in the world at large. This week, I want to give you an update. I want to share something that I'm excited about. Thanks to my friends at Restream.io. Restream is a valuable tool if you want to share your message with the world and you want to take it online. You can do that and have one stream shared in many locations. And thanks to my friends at Restream, I have this wonderful opportunity to share a brand new show on LinkedIn. That's right. I'll be having a new show on LinkedIn and it's called Winning at Work. And Winning at Work, what it's going to be is just conversations with various HR and workplace leaders on how to actually thrive and perform at work. Now, you may be saying, hey, Joey, you already have a podcast and it's weekly. And so why are you doing this new segment or why are you doing this new show? Well, the reality is that Business Life and Coffee, it's really about a passion for people who are more entrepreneurial minded. And Winning at Work is really for the individuals who uh, want to grow at work. And there's a lot of reasons why you would want to grow at work. Maybe you want a promotion. Maybe you want to just have the satisfaction of knowing you did a job well done. Maybe you want to have the satisfaction of knowing that you are climbing up the ladder and you're reaching your goals. Well, unfortunately, many managers out there couldn't tell you that you're doing a good job or they wouldn't even know how to quantify that. And so, I believe that there are four areas of work that if you are thriving in each of those, you know that you are winning at work. And so those four areas we'll talk about on the show, but I want you to join me for the very first episode. And that's going to be this Wednesday. Um, So it's Wednesday, August 26th, and it's at four o'clock, actually, 
Four o'clock. I almost gave you the green room time, but four o'clock, we are going to be kicking it off with the first ever episode. And I can't wait to uh, kick it off with some of my friends. I've already given them the link to sign up and join. So uh, more about who will be on the show soon. But that's my Mama I Made It segment. Sometimes you should clap, pat yourself on the back when you're doing something cool. And uh, this is that week. This is that time for me to do that. And I'm so grateful to my friends at Restream who have been super helpful with getting me up on their technology and uh, allowing me to take my message of helping people be their best self at work and now bringing it to a brand new community on LinkedIn. If you're wondering how you can listen to the show, just make sure that you're following me on LinkedIn. Make sure that you're following my company, Jumpstart HR on LinkedIn. And once we go live, you will be able to see the show. All right, let's go ahead and jump into While You Were Working. While You Were Working is news you need to know and use. And I think we can all agree that we, to some degree or another, have developed what's called the dreaded Zoom fatigue. First of all, I just am fascinated by the fact that in the same way that Google uh, has search, Zoom is now the go-to word for anything having to do with video conferencing. It's not FaceTime, it's not Microsoft Teams, it's not Skype, it's not Google Hangouts, but now everyone equates video conferencing to Zoom. And if you check their stock price, you can see that it is booming and zooming up, 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 up. But anyway, that's beside the point. If you have Zoom fatigue or if you know someone that's been struggling with Zoom fatigue, there are actually some tips out there that can help you combat this. Now, Zoom fatigue is real and I must say that I have had it sometimes. There will be days where I will either have back-to-back meetings or if I have to give a, a online keynote or an online training and I'll get home and I'll just tell my wife, I'm like, hey babe, I am all out of words today. I don't have anything else that I can say because I've used all my words on Zoom. If you've ever been in that in that position, let me know because I know I can't be the only one who's like literally used all their words in a day. But with Zoom and Zoom fatigue and video conferencing in general, it, it's different, right? It's different than being on. It's different than being on uh, in a face to face meeting because when you're in a face to face meeting there are other things that you can rely on, right? So you can, first of all, as much as you are paying attention to your looks uh, when you show up to work, I feel like it's even more uh, when you go to Zoom. I feel like everyone has to, people get their makeup or check and make sure that their their shirts are buttoned and, and there's just all this more anxiety around, oh my gosh, how do I look? Because everyone is gonna be looking at me on a screen. Whereas uh, if you're just showing up and you're going to an office, yeah, of course you care about your looks, but it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a thing, your, your appearances and whatnot. But with Zoom, it is the anxiety of how do I look? And then also, I feel like there's the anxiety of always being watched, right? So I don't know about how you watch Zoom, but there's like this um, theater mode where you can actually see every single person that is on the call. And I don't know about you, but as much as I'm kind of like an introvert, I like seeing everybody, seeing what they're doing. So I click that button there to show 
that I'm looking at everyone. And really to the point that I just said, I'm kind of looking for facial cues. I'm kind of looking for who's checked out, uh, who's tuned in, you know, who went up and grabbed some water or coffee and uh, they're not at their desk. There's a whole lot of um, of stuff that we're, we're looking at when we go in, in theater mode. And what about you? Are you a watcher of people or do you just kind of like have the screen and whoever is talking, that's the person that shows up at, at that time? Is that how you do it? Or are you like, you know, you just close the tab and you go off surfing and browsing or working and multitasking. I feel like there's three types of people. There's they're the people that watch the theater view like me. There's the people that do the, the view of whoever's talking. And then there's the people who will close the tab or minimize it and go on with what they were doing. Maybe that was like watching something on TV or, you know, checking email or or doing something else. So whichever one you are, let me know. But the reality is, like I said at the start of this, is that Zoom fatigue is a very real issue. And it's something that we have to be mindful of because it can affect our health and uh, it can affect our health. It can affect our work performance. It could affect people's perception of um, our abilities at work. And so I found this really cool article. Um, The link will be in the show notes. I'm not going to share all of the tips because I want you to actually go on the website and uh, check it out yourself. But they share 12 tips to help you with Zoom fatigue. The article's headline is 12 tips that actually help with Zoom fatigue. So if we were to go into the first one, the first one is establish no meeting time blocks. I think that this is a a, a crucial one because part of the fatigue that I have sometimes with Zoom, and I'd love to hear your thoughts about Zoom fatigue, but part of the fatigue comes from always being available and not only available, but accessible. And so if someone goes and they book a Zoom meeting with you, well, if they do that and it's 10 minutes away, then you know that you're going to have to hop on a call. Whereas maybe you were productive in like writing a, a blog or writing an article or maybe you were, you know, in your email, maybe you were working on a project. Maybe there was something you were doing that was really productive, but then someone said, hey, I want to hop on a, a chat with you. So one of the ways that Vidyard says that you can prevent Zoom fatigue is to establish no meeting blocks. Now, I don't see a particular time on here, but I would say if you want to be successful and productive, I would say have blocks of at minimum one hour at a time. There is another episode that we've had on the show where I talk about the Pomodoro technique and how it helps to be uh, locked in and focus on one thing for at least 45 minutes at a time. So I would say give at least one hour, one hour blocks of when you are unable to meet. All right, the next one um, kind of builds on that. And it says designate a meeting free day or establish one day a week for all meetings. Now, this might not be practical for some people because you may have various teams that you're a part of and trying to get everyone scheduled can be difficult. But I do like this idea. I do like the idea that you are able to know going into a work week that whatever happens, you are able to know that, hey, Tuesday is my no meeting day. I'm going to hop in and crank out work and be super effective. And however else the week shakes out, you know you have Tuesday. 
I might suggest if you're able to have two of those, maybe you have one on the front of the week, so maybe a Tuesday, and then one at the end of the week, like say Thursday, so you're able to manage your entire work week and figure out, you know, I may have been pulled into meetings, I may have been pulled into calls, but at least I have these days to stay on track. What about you? Do you think that will work for you? All right, let's go into this third one. Again, there are 12 tips here. Let me share one that is super controversial. So reduce calls by using text-based communication. So this one is basically when you say, hey, I can't do video right now, but let's talk over chat. Or so if that's like Slack or email or text message. This one, I think it works because it helps make sure that people are clear in their communication. And there's a clear ask, there's a clear request, there's a clear understanding of what it is that somebody wants to talk to you about. So if you can reject meetings and push instead for emails, this is very similar to the idea of not everything has to be a meeting. So this tip, I love it. It's controversial because maybe you're turning people down who wanted to see you on Zoom and connect and read your body language and all that stuff. But however, in the interest of fighting Zoom fatigue, hey, why not? I'm a fan. If it doesn't have to be a meeting, put it on chat. If it doesn't have to be a call, put it in an email. So those are just three of the 12 tips in the Vidyard article entitled 12 tips that actually help with Zoom fatigue. Which one stood out to you? Let me know. Also, if you are watching this or listening to this and you have some tips that you want to share, why don't you go ahead and let me know at Joey V Price HR on Twitter and on Instagram as well. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. All right, let's get into this break and I'll see you on the other side. Jumpstart HR is changing the face of the HR industry with their outsourcing, project consulting, and phone support. Enabling startups and small businesses to outsource their HR needs from anywhere in the U.S., from new business and legal compliance to employee performance management and outplacement services. Within the business community, Jumpstart HR is a trusted and reliable service. In fact, companies like Forbes, HR.com, and Inc. Magazine have all featured Jumpstart HR for their easy-to-use hourly, monthly, and on-call support that is tailored specifically to each client's needs. This saves clients like you a lot of time and money. To learn more, schedule your free HR evaluation today at jumpstart-hr.com slash contact. All right, and we are back to the show This week, I wanted to talk on Coffee Shop Q&A and just kind of give you my thoughts on what it was like to actually take a real vacation. For those of you who have been following my journey for over the past nine years as a founder and, you know, person who's really been a lot in the business that I run, Jumpstart HR, you know, and especially my wife knows that like when I say I'm going on vacation, that typically means I'm just plugging my laptop in somewhere else. And that is not always ideal, right? Because it is helpful to rest. It is helpful to unplug from the matrix. It is helpful to do things that restore you, um, get you excited, regenerate your brain cells, regenerate your your brain cells, and, and just get you excited about life and doing things that don't have to do with work. So this past, uh, this month, I took a week 
off and my wife and my daughter and I, we all hit the road. We went up north. We went to Providence, Rhode Island, Newport, Rhode Island and Booth Bay, Maine. And this was the vacation that my wife chose because she has always wanted to go up north and uh, she's always wanted to go whale watching. And uh, if you want to see how that turned out, you can check out my Instagram because we did go well watching and uh, check the reel on there to see um, how successful that was. We saw some pretty cool stuff. So you want to check it out. But anyway, if you're listening to this and you're an entrepreneur, or even if you're just somebody who works really hard at work, you know that struggle of saying you're going on vacation. But in reality, you're just taking your computer and plugging it in somewhere else. You know, have Wi-Fi, will travel kind of deal. But this was the first vacation that I just said, you know, I am not going to answer emails unless they're urgent. I won't spend more than, you know, 30 minutes a day checking projects and things. And and I was able to do that. And so, you know, the, the big kudos is is to my team, you know, to my to my HR team, to my podcast team, um, to my staff, to my consultants that I have, because with, without that, without them, I would be feeling like, oh, my gosh, I've got so much anxiety. There are things to do, but I need to get them done. But I just really am grateful to have a team. So I think that that was one of the, the, the reasons why I could take a vacation. So I guess this is part, you know, part reflection, but part practical as well. So how did I get that vacation? I think the first one is, you know, having a really strong team that I, that I trust and that I value. Um, I guess the, the second reflection is that, you know, there there is life outside of your laptop. We went to the Northeast. And it's a very different way of life than where I live in the Mid-Atlantic in the in the D, DMV area. And so we were in a town full of people that were on vacation. And you could imagine that that just means that everyone is slowed down. You know, there aren't angry drivers. Uh, people are walking everywhere, just casual, chilling. And it was nice. It was nice to be able to go to a restaurant and people were so friendly that, you know, they wind up just talking to you and giving you recommendations on place to go and check out and visit. I I think it is nice to go and unplug and be in places that aren't busy. So for us, that was the, the the Northeast. But for you, that could be near a lake. It could be in the mountains. It could be in a desert. It could be wherever you need to go to unplug and rewind. And so, yeah, I would definitely say that taking a break and recharging, that means that you go somewhere where you can force yourself to recharge. Like for me, when I go to places like New York and I love New York City, but when I go to New York City, sometimes I don't always leave refreshed because I leave, you know, after having just ran and been in this part of of town and moved to that part of town and you know, I got lunch in Manhattan and then I'm, I'm shopping in Brooklyn and baseball game in Queens. Like there, there's just so many different things that you can do in New York where you're just like strategizing, like I'm going to go here, 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 here and here. But when we went up north and we went to, you know, this this area that was just like real slow, it's like, uh, I guess we'll do something today. I guess we'll leave our, our area. Um, I guess we'll do some sightseeing. So it was helpful, super helpful. 
to go somewhere that that forces you to slow down. Um, and then I guess a third thing that I will share is that for those of you who are listening or watching and you feel like your business is going to explode, you feel like you're going to lose your job, you feel like your projects are going to fall behind. All I will say is that A, that isn't going to happen. Like you can take a vacation and things will be right back where you left them. But also just making sure that you communicate in advance your availability and communicate in advance to give people what they need up front. That will help reduce a lot of that anxiety that you have or that you may struggle with. The more people know up front that, hey, like I'm not going to be around, the more they'll find ways to adapt and move things forward without you. So I would encourage each and every entrepreneur, each and every busy professional who is listening and watching this to take a vacation, to take a vacation. It doesn't have to be a whole week, but maybe it's like a day or two days or three days because your body needs it. The people around you who love you need it and they need you refreshed. And, you know, your business needs it too. The people that you work with need you to be uh, sharp and you can't be at your best if you don't refresh. So that's my, you know, coffee shop Q&A for the week, all about how to take a vacation and what it's like to take a vacation and not have your business burn to the ground. So again, I'm really grateful to my staff. I'm grateful to my contractors and partners. I'm grateful to my customers who, you know, I told in advance I'm going on vacation and they're like, oh, great. You should go this place to get lobster or that place. So it was great. It was great. I loved it. Uh, where should I go next on vacation? I don't know. You tell me. Let me know. Drop a comment on my social media. That's Joey V. Price on Twitter and Joey V. Price HR on Twitter and Joey V. Price HR on Instagram. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week.